Hi, I'm Nagin Serafi. Thank you for tuning in. In this episode, you will hear a series of voices. People who share their stories, experiences, insights, learnings, and wisdom gained from having lived another year of life. A deep and heartfelt thank you to every single individual who contributed to this episode. My hope, our hope, is that by listening to this, you can feel less alone, more connected, and more courageous as we collectively cross a threshold and enter a new cycle of life. This year, 2021, has been a year of disappointment for me. Um, disappointment has been the thread that began the year and ended the year and disappointment has been my greatest teacher throughout the year it has been the most powerful experience that I had this year and it's something that has fundamentally changed who I am and how I experience life at the moment. This year has been hard. And I think the first thing that came to mind, what is hard? You know, what is hard? What does that even mean? I thought about, you know, in life we say like, staying fit is hard. Eating like garbage is hard for the consequences that you have to endure after them. And then I thought, in a very practical sense, what is hard? Metal is hard. And from that, I thought about, well, how do you transform metal to something else? And what that looks like is alchemy, right? Like alchemy is typically defined as a way of transforming one thing to another by virtue of this almost magical element, right? And when you think about you know, that transformation, that essentially is all that I have experienced. Because um, it's gone from one heart to another heart. And some hearts felt more manageable and some continue to feel manageable and will be a lifelong experience. I think, you know, that that is a magical process to recognize that alchemy is something that transpires throughout your entire life. And that really the true alchemy is me being with me throughout all those transformations and recognizing that I am in fact my own magic as I continue to persist throughout all of these different transformations. This year has honestly been the greatest year of my life. And I still say that with trepidation, a little bit of trepidation in my heart because there's a part of me that still feels bad about feeling good or great and wants to connect and empathize and be with others who have different experiences. But it's been phenomenal. It's been expansive. It's been this full circle experience where I feel like I have went back 15, 20 years and finally closed the loop on me and forgave myself and met myself 
and remembered that my goodness is not in question and my goodness is not something I need to hide or be ashamed of. And once I got past that experience of accepting my goodness, that I like caring about people and being thoughtful and considerate, and it's not a bad thing, it's not a weakness, it allowed me to remember like 20-year-old Darius, his dreams, his true, true dreams, not the whittled down, settling dreams. And so I've rekindled with that guy. And for that, I'm forever grateful. I feel like there was a lot of breaking apart, you know, breakups, dreams that had to shift or pivot. And that's been really difficult. But there's also been this like beautiful kind of blossoming that's come from that. And I certainly have gotten to know myself a lot better, even as someone who was like super in touch with myself before, I feel like it's just forced a whole like other level of becoming better friends with myself, better friends with uncertainty, better friends with, you know, like just a lot of the stuff that we've all been dealing with. And there is something kind of incredible about how collective it is. I've just become a lot better at saying, like, I actually just don't know when I'm asked a question and feeling okay with that answer of, like, I don't actually know where I'll be in a year from now, or I don't know what my career will look like beyond, you know, my next project. But, like, I feel more okay with that now. I have learned that I am capable of so much love. I felt like I had always been that way but really truly felt that I have like this overflowing amount of love that I can share with my loved ones but really just anybody and everybody and it's really made me feel empowered in anything that I want to do because I think when you feel love so deeply for even people you don't know or things you don't understand I feel this idea of fear just continues to shrink this year, it was like a very strong feeling of, oh, <laughs> you know, when you, you fall in the same pit over and over again, then you go around it. That's what it's feeling like for me this year is um, chapters ending. I had so many different people that I had to, I don't want to say cut, cut is a very strong word. I had to really manage my time and, and who I spent it with. And so a lot of people that I used to spend my time with, I no longer spend my time with them because I'm valuing my time more. When something is no longer present in your life, it makes room. It actually, <laughs> it's so funny to say this because it seems corny, but it actually makes space energetically for something to fill its place. And so I'm understanding that now. I'm doing my best to apply that to everything in my life. This year has taught me that I need to take more opportunities to be the change that I want to see in the world. Because when I look at the global community, I see this energy of waiting, waiting to see what other people do waiting to see if somebody else will make the world a better place. What I've noticed is that it just never happens. You can't wait for somebody else to do something. You know, you have to be that energy of, of action and, and take it upon yourself to, to act. There has been so much unity as we've gone through so much together, but there's been such a divide and separation that we've witnessed as well. And there are moments where I feel like, okay, we're all in this together. And other moments where I really doubt 
the compassion that a lot of people hold and where people's hearts truly are. And that sensitivity and empathy that we all feel, I, I sometimes feel lost with it all. I've deeply felt the polarity that all of 2021 has had to offer. And that comes with the beautiful, the not so beautiful, the everything in between. I feel at moments that this year has really broken me down into millions of pieces. And although I'm trying to build them up and put it back together in the same way it was, it's never going to be the same because it's transforming into something new. It's really important to find those pockets for yourself to take care of yourself through communal care, through self-care, whatever it may be, because that's that's how we heal and and health and healthiness is really important during this time. However, it shows up for you. That's been a journey for me to try and understand what that means for me um, amidst each change I've gone through. And I'm truly just in awe of a lot of the things that I've witnessed this year um, in awe of the growth that I've endured and as well as others because it's a lot that we're undergoing from history that we've endured and you know generational trauma whatever it may be plus all of the history that we are living through now and it's just really taught me the importance of the present moment although sometimes we don't want to be in it no matter how icky it may be it's all we have this year has been a catalyst, a deep midnight, an enduring sadness, cold with moments of warmth, a year of gratitude, a meandering journey, a reminder, solitude together, a year of stitching together purpose. So it's been a year. Um, like many of us, it's been an incredibly challenging year for me. And deepening into my writing practice, getting close to nature, has created a, a sense of purpose for me that only a year like this could have revealed. And it's, I don't know, I'm just trying to see the silver lining in all of this because it has been incredibly challenging. And, and there are often so little words to explain. Even as a writer, I have so few words <laughs> to explain what this uh, past 18 months has meant. For me, this year has been silent, somewhat in a literal sense, but also more abstract. Silence can often be seen as a negative thing because there's the absence of, but you can also take a look at that absence and see the opportunity for, and it really allows one to listen, especially with the absence of the normal cacophony of life that we were so used to. And that listening has been a really positive practice to understand what I need, but also what I can provide and what would work better in this world. There can be an absence or a silence of work, of creative endeavors, but that can also be seen as a new possibility to branch off into new directions. And also the quietness is, it's just nice. Sometimes it just can just be nice to not be overindulged with too much of life even being silent with other people, it's kind of a rewarding thing to be just in the presence of somebody and not having the expectation to always be producing sounds. One of the things that I have learned this year is the power of ritual 
and community in an online space. I'm kind of old school and I didn't really, I, I'm not someone who willingly would have done things online if I wasn't forced into it. <laughs> and it's been a really pleasant surprise, just the level and the quality of presence and engagement and just, yeah, the ability to really feel connected to other people and to something greater, the kind of like web that connects all of us literally and, you know, metaphysically. For me, this year has been a year of change, transformation, rebirth and kind of self-making. But I think that the, the lessons that I've learned is that the more that you show up as yourself and like the most uncomfortable, strange version of yourself, the thing that only you can access and you start putting things out into the world that only you could possibly make, the more people see that and they see themselves in it. And so that scary thing that you thought was only in you, other people start to see. And it's a really beautiful thing to have had that fear really putting yourself out there. And as soon as you do, other people are able to put themselves out there more in response. I believe all beliefs are made up. And that's okay because it helps us communicate more efficiently and organize more effectively. Therefore, if all beliefs are bullshit, but all beliefs are true because if you put enough energy behind anything, it's real, it's true, then I'm just going to, for myself pick the beliefs that support my life and the lives of the people around me the most. So therefore, I choose to believe in a totally made up thing that is hope and goodness and that the universe is conspiring in ways to help us and support us and do things for us, not to us. Do I have any scientific proof? No. That's what I believe and that's the vortex I live in and so if they're all made up pick the one that's going to support you and your journey the best and hope is the one that helps me live my life to the fullest I hope in 2022 we find self-love community love courage I hope we remain tender that we meet the moment without becoming defined by it we extend grace to one another add spiritualities to our justice movements, collectively fall in love with nature repeatedly so much that we protect it, culturally make space for grief, and I hope that we all can experience love that is spacious and nourishing. I hope that the collective understands and begins to embody feminine flow and sees the way hustle culture is no longer serving us. I hope that we can do one huge collective breath and one huge collective shake and release any stagnant energies that are residing in our bodies so that we can make smart decisions for our futures and for our young ones. I hope that in 2022, we see our skin as land, the land that was cultivated for us as a species, as a collective consciousness, as those animals and creatures and earth that grow and embody our powers, our medicines, are indigenous. I hope that we all see each other as mirrors and love and compassion. And if there is fire, that that is fuel. 
and not the flame that will burn us to ashes. I hope and I pray that we are able to see ourselves as the other. And I hope and pray that our ancestors continue to bless our homes, to illuminate that radiance that we all are, because they have set the path. So let us set the path for the future. When 2020, like when the situation just hit the world and the earth kind of went silent, I sensed and felt that the deep, silent and dark nights of that year carried a kind of cosmic stillness, almost as if we were all being invited to go deep inside of ourselves and really look at some of these really um, difficult life experiences that we have had or that we have protected ourselves from or have all kinds of defense mechanisms for. And so I can't help but think that we're still in it. And even though we are approaching a new year and we want to look at the bright side of things, I think there is a mystery and a wisdom and a, a beauty, like a really sacred beauty about the darkness as well. So I hope that in 2022, we remember how to engage these qualities that we learned in the past two years of deep listening, receiving, surrendering, and to use these moments of opportunity to, I'm not even sure how to finish this sentence, to be honest, but maybe I will just leave it at that for now because I think it would be unique to each of us to see how we emerge from that. Something is always coming. Something is always coming. We happen to all feel it together in the last two years, but in your life, something is always coming and it's okay. It's part of your life and it's the point. So you'll be okay and it will be hard. And if you need rest, just take it and rest is harder than you think because rest truly is resistance. To give yourself permission to not be productive, to not feel okay, and to support your body where it's at and sometimes where it's at is just needing to take a time out. And that's really, really hard to do when you are living in a society and environment that does not support that in a holistic sense. Rest is considered a reward for hard work done and rest looks very different when the hard work is all internal. The experiences that we've had in the last 18 months, the impact of those are both tangible and intangible, but what I'm hoping is that people take that and I myself take it to make myself more compassionate, more aware, more thoughtful, more kind. The thing that lights me up more than anything else is watching humans awaken and meet themselves again and remember that they are their own best allies they are their own soulmates they are these epic creative 
beings that don't need to wait around for some politician or some influencer to create change. And so my hope for this year, my wish for this year, is that people spend less time online and more time in the world connecting with themselves, with nature, with other humans, and remembering that we didn't choose to come here to be commerce machines or like digital scroll machines, but we came here because we wanted to experience and explore and have adventures. And in order to do that, we got to make sure we can live in community and we can support each other even if we don't agree with the other person's perspective. And so I hope people will spend less time online, more time offline, and more time connecting intimately with people that they've never met yet. Thank you for your time and presence and for subscribing to my podcast. I send monthly emails where I share stories, teachings, insights, and frameworks to help us transform the way we live, work, relate, and create. Visit my website, naginserafi.com, and subscribe to become a part of my growing community. Until next time, be well and in love.